Welcome back. That's the way I like to start these things. Today is September 25th, 2019. Uh, you might have noticed this is a couple days early than when uh, we normally do these bad boys. We have a couple obligations we have to get to on uh, Friday. Um, but anyways, we're going to do kind of all over the board with this podcast. We're going to talk about sports, life, stories, trending topics, all that type of bullshit. Um, so anyways, I hope you enjoy. Oh, also, we got the Beatrice Washington back with us. Hello. Um, hello. And also, Mike, say sup. Sup. All right. So we will start off with... Guys, how's your week going? Damn decent. Can't complain. Birthday was, uh... Oh. What's today? Yesterday. Wednesday? My birthday was yesterday. Yeah. How old did you turn? 32. If you got your bio test, how old is your actual life? 73. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm not, not... Not led the, 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 the perfect life. I've been at the parties with you, but I very rarely see you at the gym. <laughs> so, um, so any other highlights going on? Make any big sales? Oh, you know, always wheeling and dealing, man. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing. Ricky Freeway. Um, Mike, what you got? Uh, I mean, a slow week. Um, Nothing real exciting. Kind of rocking a sweet ass mustache. I, I, I did. I did. I did. I went with the Hulk Hogan look. You know, trying, hey, trying, trying, trying it out. Mike, testing the waters. Question. Okay. It's better than Jeff's. Jeff's kind of looks yeah. like a creepy, like child molester mustache. Fuck you dog, you don't know about mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Gardner Minshew? Oh yeah. Kind of like mine, but you know, um, growing in. Except he, he's a really he's, good football player. I am not. too. He's, uh, I believe, he's from Mississippi. Y'all, actually, I did. He's Pullman. Is that from Mississippi? I thought no, he's Florida. That's guy. Washington. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. That's no. where he went to college. He, I did see that he was visited state unofficially multiple times. Is that my Garner Minshew? Yeah. I don't think he fit the system, but if we knew fits, what we knew now, he fits every system. I think we would take him. <laughs> he would have been the most popular. No, I think. Uh, it, never mind. I'll, I, I'll tell you what happened is we have. Mullen had his guy in Cord Sandberg out of Florida. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, you don't know him because he went to go. He signed a Major League Baseball contract. Okay. Guess what? He's at Auburn now. Mm. Baseball didn't really pan out for Try you, Try to chase the money. You know, that's what these young guys chasing try to do. Chasing the money. I don't blame him. I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would, too. Well, so my life is also going pretty well. I have pretty sweet mustache fuck you Barry um, it's mm. given me confidence I have never felt before in my life <laughs> the powers I feel the confidence to go buy a white van and lure a child in no it'd be the confidence to go buy like a gold Rolex a white suit maybe uh, a red maybe, silk shirt maybe do a photo and shoot go, Little, feeling a little Ric Flair there, yeah. Like that, <laughs> the Rolex wear. I'm feeling more, a little more of the Burt Reynolds uh, butt naked. Oh, oh. Now, who has more confidence, Burt Reynolds or Ric Flair? <sighs> Damn, That's a I'm gonna have to say Burt Reynolds because I think that a lot of maybe Ric Flair's was fake. It's like a it's show. A, it's put a facade, on. Fugazi. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Ric Flair is probably a relatively confident individual, but he has to play somebody who's 
confident to the extreme. Oh, I love Ric Flair. And I love, love Burt Reynolds. So, yeah, thanks for the compliment. Indirectly. Anytime, bud. What about Magnum P.I.? He had a Ferrari. You don't have the shorts for Magnum P.I. What about now? <laughs> well, when you do it like that. <laughs> uh, oh, and, you know, so we had a flag football game this week. Oh, jeez. That was a doozy. Um, so we won. Scythe. We actually lost in devastating fashion with uh, seconds left on the clock. Yeah, um, it was bad. You know, it could have went better. If anyone wants to come out and play, that doesn't suck. And maybe the sports. Yeah, want, want to show us a little support. So, you know, so, we I accept mean, it. <laughs> let's give some shout outs to the guys we like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Matt, yeah, I mean, Matt Ross, Travis, Travis, who did show up, even showed up despite the hamstring. They, me and him have been dealing with severe hamstring pulls. <laughs> I think his was a little worse. No, I mean, me and Travis, I, I'm just, I toughed it. Travis I'm has sure. he probably has a family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got me in an ice pack. So right. what am I supposed to do? Uh who else? Stra- I mean Straka. Yeah. Straka. Um J Mac, I would say. And I really don't know who else is on our team. Who, like, who it's, we missing? it's new every time we show up. Just y'all stay y'all are staying outs in my book, okay? So, anyway, I appreciate y'all showing up so we don't have to, you know, play with eight guys. Y'all might have uh, noticed we didn't mention Barry on that one because he has made two games. And it's been noticeable. And some people have been tough with their injuries. You know, I'm sorry. I don't think I would have improved uh, the, the end result of that game. Barry, you bear swallowed a ball before. Okay. <laughs> this is the first time ever. It was close to a pick I will be it there. It was close to a pick six. I, I will be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. Okay. That, it was my birthday yesterday. I had plans. I had birthday plans. You could have had, could have had a, uh, was it a cooter touchdown dance? The tweeter. Tweeter end zone dance? Wow. That's way off. Knew it started with an S, though. <laughs> I was like, he was a herder. <laughs> Golly. Um, yeah, that was a just devastating s- game. But, I mean, if I cared as much as they did, if yeah, the other right? team did... I, I, mean, it, I feel I, like I might have ruined my week. Based on their reactions to how the game played out, I feel like they were playing for a Super Bowl. And it was rather annoying at times because we're getting yelled at by the, the other team. Hurry up. Let's go. We got to go. We got two timeouts left. And I'm looking around going, I thought this was black football. I mean, what are we, what are we, what are we doing here? So they were I was like, like, oh, they were hardcore. I mean, every they, they would catch the ball and they'd take off running, get lined up. We got to go. We got to hurry. We got to hurry. We're down two scores. We got to go. And we're just kind of walking, looking at each other like, what's going on? If he took that much, like, enthusiasm into when he's trying to sell used Nissans, he might be better off in life. That's <laughs> just where I'm at with that. Well, um, so that was kind of last night, but I mean, whatever. Uh I might try to run a little wildcat tomorrow. I don't know. Just have a little fun yeah, with this Jeff shit. Jeff thinks he's going to get out there and play quarterback. I had a dream we'll about it, so I'm like a lot like a what's his name, uh, the varsity blues. Yeah, Mo- not mocks. We're not playing Beanville though. <laughs> Beanville. I had a, I had a dream we played uh, Beanville. I had a dream we won six to zero and we didn't convert the two point conversion. So that's what we need. We need to win. Um. So. Segwaying off of that, that's just a little touch up on our week. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. Highlights. Oh, it, this week will get better, though. I mean, Barry had a kick ass party. He's going to have a party this weekend. I'm 
I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. I know he's salty. You're, uh, you're in the doghouse for that one, buddy. If, well, I mean, if you haven't missed like 19 of my birthdays, but, you know. I, I think that's debatable. <laughs> um. Well, so I'm going to the A&M Arkansas game, and shout out Rachel. Your team's going to get smoked by 20-plus. Go ahead and um, write. pick Suey. You know, this is probably the first A&M pick that you've made this year that I'm comfortable backing you on. Yeah, I'd go with that. I haven't got any of them right yet. <laughs> I'd go with that. Well, no, you did You did get right that, that A&M was going to cover against Clemson. Yeah, I did. Last-minute play, fourth and goal. I think Jimbo had a little something on that game. <laughs> I made a call. <laughs> He's Jeff, like, Jeff made the call. <laughs> um. So, yeah, going over to Dallas this weekend, they're playing in the Jerry's World. It's a little date getaway weekend with the girlfriend, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a little... Yeah. What happened to bros before hoes, man? I don't know. I could ask you the same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's <laughs> just whatevs. Um, anywho, so that's going to wrap their life, but should be fun. I'll recap on that, I'm sure, next weekend. Yeah. Um, We'd love to hear about it. I mean, it's funny we talk about our uh, our lives. Like, anybody listening actually cares. Well, I'm sure mostly everyone that actually listens to this is our friends and family. So, you're probably right. (laughs) That's a really sad thought. (laughs) Not really. I mean, their support. They give some support. Sometimes it may not be positive, but they give some support. But, hey, (laughs) guess what? Y'all criticize a little bit, but we take it into account. Yeah. And try to improve. We're learning from it. Shout out to the critiquers. Yeah, shout out. You're like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. They've never done a podcast before. It's not as easy as it sounds, okay? It's, there's... there's Fucking Monday morning quarterback. It, I mean, I could nitpick if I wanted. Like, yeah. On anyone's I, podcast. Yeah. It, you know, but there's you some, like, I mean, there's some that have, like, producers and stuff, and they help them pick topics. I mean, it's a lot. There's, oh, my God. A producer would be so nice. Yeah, we needed one last week. <laughs> Uh, we really I thought it was did. a solid podcast, except for uh, the story about me uh, shatting. It was not a shat. <laughs> it was a shit. It was a little, it was just a little short. <laughs> and you didn't find my underwear in there because I buried it to the bottom of the trash can. Dude, it looked like a bear dunked through like a campground trash can. I was like, I was like, I was like, there's a bit of disturbance in here. I guess it's possible that I, uh, in my haste of getting out of the bathroom, I forgot to cover up the hole. I brought. It was like. Who would possibly dig through a gym trash can? Full of wet I was like, paper towels. I was like, Sherlock Holmes. There's, there's shitty underwear in there. <laughs> Only shitty underwear. you, Jeff, would be just, able to point out the just, shitty underwear. Well, just well, a little rosebud. You well, know what I mean? well, when Barry came back, Pinched I was like... Pinched one off a little too soon. I was like, Barry, I've been holding off the squat rack for 15 minutes. Where you been? And he's like, like, had like this distressed... Disheveled vibe about him. You just knew. I was like, "Did you shit yourself?" You just knew. And he was like, he went silent for like ten seconds. He said, "I gotta go." <laughs> I was like, "We gotta get out of here." I was like, "Confirmed." <laughs> I was like, well, "I'm gonna finish my workout, <laughs> and I'll call and roast you later." Have a good night. Um, so that was a poop story again i was told not to talk about that but yeah really wish she hadn't put me on blast on the radio waves you put you brought it up and i had to elaborate elaborate this this is officially the end of any ability that i may have had of uh running for political office (laughs) too bad some people poop their pants i'm sure (laughs) biden hey well al rucker did he did it in the white house (laughs) 
I pooped my pants. It's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you, Jim. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I want to see. All right. So we got. We're going to get the poop stories out of here. We're we're done with that for at least two episodes because I can't help myself. It just happens. um, Do you all have any good drunken stories? I'm usually blacked out for all my good drunken stories. Well, well, what has someone told you? I know you had that cruise ship one sounded pretty normal. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Actually, that's that's not a bad one. I'm, I'm in like... Maybe fresh out of high school. I'm not, you know, I'm not 21 yet. Got a question. What? Cruise waters. Actually, I think I was. I think I may have just turned 21, but but go ahead, cruise so waters. So if you're on the open sea, is there a drinking age? It is. It's still 21. Really? Uh, it, until you get off the boat onto port. If you go to, like, Mexico or something like that. You know, if, like, one of the stops is in uh, Cozumel or Cancun but or something like that. But you could probably cockfight. On the open sea and have unsectioned bare knuckle balls. Well, uh, as of like, uh, I guess probably about ten years ago, was finally Louisiana outlawed cockfighting. It was uh, it was legal up till about ten years ago. Don't want to like say where I saw it, but I when I was a young man, I saw cockfighting. I'm gonna say it's probably in plain dealing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Just throwing that out there. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, in the Napoleonic Code, which is what Louisiana law is based off of, fowl is not considered an animal. It's an object. That makes sense. But anyway, back to the drunken story. Um, so me and my buddy just turned 21. You're on a cruise ship, can't bring your own booze. All the booze there is expensive. You know, you're a captive crowd. Where else are you going to go? So we, we're trying to figure out the menu, see what, you know, where we can get the most bang for our buck. And the cruise ship has a list of uh, signature drinks. They're like $7 a pop. You can take your receipt to the casino and they'll give you $5 that you can bet with equal money. So you can use their $5 from this if you also bet $5 with it. So you have to make a $10 bet. So we're like, okay, this way... Uh, Long Island iced teas were on the signature drink. They used to be your drink back in the day. Yeah, yeah, until I figured out they annihilate me. That's so anyway, we figure Long Island iced tea, that's damn near all alcohol. This is the most bang for our buck. And we have a shot at winning the money back. So, me and my buddy, this is the second day of the cruise, by the time we figure this out. We, uh, We basically drink on these all day. It's the night of the captain's dinner. I go to eat dinner with it with with he and his family, captain's dinner. What wearing so, full suits? Why do they have captain's dinner? I don't know. That's why they do that on every cruise. I thought those those are probably like it's like a it's like a welcome night. Well, you know they got to have somebody there to like make the decisions. Like if there's an important decision that has to be made that only one person can make, you got to have a captain there to make it. Makes sense. Yeah. You're just not Captain Material, Jeff. You don't understand. I don't. I don't get. I'm like I, I that kiss- mustache says otherwise. I'm like I ain't kissing your ass. <laughs> so I'm gonna eat chips well, in the bedroom. <laughs> it's not like we actually met the captain. We didn't eat dinner with him. You know, it was just like one big dinner, and I think he may have taken pictures with people and, and you know, like on the way in or something like that. I never saw the picture. Anyway, I black out. They told me I, I ordered a lobster 
and Beef Wellington. Or so, no, not Beef Wellington. It was prime rib. It's, it, his dad the next day told me that I ate the lobster with my hands. Makes sense. And then I ate the prime rib, which we said was a pretty sizable portion, in two bites. Was it free? Oh yeah, yeah. The food on the cruise is is free. I need essentially. To, I mean, you know, it's paid for obviously in yeah. the package, but you know, you you, you can go every night and order the entire menu if you want. And uh, so you know, like yeah, so I ordered two entrees, uh, I, which I don't remember. I don't remember any of this. And basically, I uh, I wake up the next morning. And there was an envelope that somebody slid under the door, and it was a uh, it was a letter from. The cruise ship. The cruise captain? Line. Maybe the captain. I don't know if his name was on it or not. Uh, <laughs> I was too hungover to read the whole thing. But it basically said, uh, from here on out, uh, your drink card has been revoked for the remainder of the cruise. <laughs> you <laughs> essentially had, had been cut off. Damn. So Dang. I don't think we actually leave the room until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon because it was a hellacious hangover. Uh so we get on an elevator, we're going to go to the top deck, get some ice cream. Figure that might help the hangover, you know, get a little little cool food inside of us, some sugar, you know, get the blood sugar up. We say us, or you just meaning you? Me and Gary. But mainly you? No, he was drunk too. <laughs> uh, which, and I'll get into the reasoning, reasoning behind my uh, uh, being cut off uh, recently. And I, I feel like he's partially to blame. But anyway... So we get on the elevator, go up to the top deck to get the ice cream, and some dude taps me. He's like, hey, man, how'd you do last night? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, you played Jack, uh, blackjack with me all night. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that's where all my money went. <laughs> I had totally forgotten. I was blacked out the entire time I'm playing, I'm playing blackjack with this guy. So anyway, basically what happened is I apparently went to the casino, played blackjack by myself, and then went to my room, and I couldn't find my room key. So I'm like, okay, Gary will be back soon. You know, we're sharing a room. So I'm sitting down outside the door. Sitting down turns into laying down. And essentially, I passed out in the hall. Taking off my jacket, my pants, my shirt. I'm laying in the hallway, in the middle of the hallway, in my underwear. <laughs> Sounds like a great story. Yeah. Though. I mean, so, I, mean I had people walking over me. Uh, I actually, like, you know, throughout the trip, I had people like, oh, hey, Barry, how you doing? <laughs> you look better since the last time I saw you. Yeah. There's people that had passed the hallway. Were you laying in the hallway yeah. in just your underwear? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, apparently Gary was in there the entire time, and I either never knocked or he was passed out and never heard me knock. Not so. Uh, some somebody, some good Samaritan called the front desk or you know whoever it is and sent some gentlemen, some, a couple of Indian gentlemen, to <laughs> escort me into my room. That's great. <laughs> uh, it was pretty insane. Well, I'll follow up with that story because mine's pretty similar. So uh, a few years back, uh, and this actually is you know goes. Well, with the Rebel, because the Rebel's coming in town. You know, shout out to the Rebel. If y'all want to sponsor, you know, we'll take some sponsorships. Not even sure if you can do that, but um, anyway. Uh, concert was coming. Uh, it was Easton Corbin, I believe. And like yours, I kind of had to have mine told to me because I blacked out. Probably the drunkest I've ever been. Alcohol's a hell of a drug. Yeah, it really is. So, um, you know, we, 
we're going with a group of people. Everybody's going to have, you know, plan on having a good time. And I don't usually drink daiquiris. It's just not my go-to. They're real sweet, not a real sweet kind of, you know, drink guy. And, um, but for some reason, a daiquiri, I guess that night sounded really good. So myself, my brother-in-law and a couple other people, we got some daiquiris before we got to the rebel and we had every intention of drinking this, you know, 32 ounce daiquiri and eating when we got there. So drink the whole daiquiri, get there. Well, for some reason, I guess after drinking the daiquiri, I just wanted to party. I didn't want to eat. So went and kept drinking, kept getting beer, go through the concert, um, you know, get to the end of it. Probably should have gone home, but it was one of those things where you just don't want to go home. You're at that stage where you're like, I think I'm just drunk enough to where I want to go party a little bit more. Yeah, you chase the bus. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody I'm with, some people went home, some people were like, hey, we're downtown. Why don't we go out? Let's go to a bar. We'll go do something. We'll go hang out. So I believe at the time it was the boot on Texas Street, and that's where we ended up. Yeah, it used to be Chickies, yeah. Boom Boom Room, yeah. and then Some, it became that country yeah. square dancing. Yeah, you're talking about right, right there, and uh, Caddy Corner, like diagonally yeah. from uh, the Blind Tiger. Yes, yes. So we get there, and I'm you know having fun and. I get to where I'm like, oh, some shots sound really good. So order the shot apparently, and it's a, uh, a shot called Fuck Your Face, and it's a very intense shot. It's like one of the plastic cups, and it's full, and you drink it through a straw, so you really get the good effect of it. Oh. So standing there at the bar, I'm telling a story. The bartender sets the shot down, and uh, my brother-in-law said he was on one side, and I was talking to somebody on the other side of me, and I took the shot real quick, and I turned to that person to continue the story. And my brother-in-law said I was in mid-sentence, and I collapsed on the floor. Oh, my god! Just gosh. fell over onto the bar floor. So <laughs> Dirty bar yeah, floor. Yeah, dirty bar floor, Shreveport, Louisiana, downtown, dirty bar floor. Mm. And uh, apparently they, they picked me up, set me in a chair. They said I fell out of the chair again, back onto the floor. Um, they couldn't get me up. I guess they decided, well, maybe we should get him home. So I, apparently they've got one guy on one side, one guy on the other, and they're dragging me out of this bar. My feet are bent backwards. Uh, boots are scraping the ground. You know, just a disaster. They get me in the cab, lay me down. And, of course, you know, I get sick, I guess, on the car ride home, throw up all over the back of the cab. Oh, God, nobody yeah. was pissed. Oh, yeah, cab driver was not happy, uh, you know, Thank God my brother-in-law was there. He was able to clean it up, you know, be lost without him. Um, wake up the next morning, and I am on a black trash bag. Not real sure where I'm at. I'm soaking wet. Don't know how I'm, like, don't know where it's from. I'm looking around. I was in my sister's living room on the floor, no clothes, and uh, they must have just laid me on a trash bag. Butt said, naked. I, I might have had underwear on. I don't think I was naked, but I, I think I just had underwear and um, I kept thinking, like, my eyes are burning. I went home, took my contacts out, you know, slept in my contacts, which I don't normally do. And I kept thinking my eyes are really burning so for some reason. Something's not right. So I, when I got home, uh, I put some eye drops in, you know, went and laid down. The hangover was horrible. And for some reason, I woke up a few hours later, my eyes are still burning. So I, I'm, like, texting my brother-in-law, did I get maced, like, what's going on I don't know what's going on I can't really see my eyes are burning really bad and you know I can only close them and sit in the dark 
And uh, turns out that sleeping in my contacts, I got abrasions on the corneas of my eyes, both mm. of them. So um, what made that even better, it was my niece's first birthday. Oh, my on, God. On Saturday. And so I'm at this birthday party from going from blackout drunk, passed out, waking up, and now I've got to be around my entire family, and I've got so much pain. My eyes are hurting so bad. The only comfort I could get was from a water bottle. So you see me in the corner of this birthday party sitting there with a water bottle on my eyes, and I'm just sitting there like a loser. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go on and put it out there. I would have missed that first birthday. I, I was about to say, I, I barely, I, 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 barely I mean, I barely made it. I, and part of me was thinking that you were gonna say that the reason you were all wet is because you pissed yourself, and the reason your eyes were burning is because you got pissed in your eyes. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, spoiler I, alert, you pissed yourself. I must have, but it was my shirt. Like it was my oh, upper yeah. body. Like oh, yeah, I was pissed. laying yeah, in it. That's pissed. Oh, great. That's pissed. Well, that makes the story even better, I guess. If, if we're talking about pissing things, drunk stuff, um, I got a few of those stories. Well, well I was going to say that you were the master of that, but I think uh, I think it's happened. Well, to me. I'm not pissing on myself. I'm not, I'm, I'll go out on, on a limb and say it's not one of my proudest moments, but I mean, it was a pretty good concert. Easton Corbin was a really good concert. He, he's, I see him pop up in town every once in a while. He's yeah, good. He's a good performer. So Better than Cole Wetzel? Doubtful. 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 Doubtful, but I've never seen him, but I've heard he puts on hey, a pretty bad The best show, show I've ever seen. So. Um, All right, Jeff, you're up. So, like, just drunk story, huh? Yeah. Well, like, I was telling you, like, when my neighbors called the cops on us that time. Yeah. Um, Is that when you and your brother were fighting naked in the backyard? I was naked. Yes. Oh. Yes, that's the story. So we were like all drinking. Uh, parents are out of town. Uh, what were we doing? Was it, we were playing, uh, we caught a horse dick, right? Was this the night that uh, we got the keg? You got... That was a keg night. Was that keg night? Yeah, because that was the night that the, the day after we took that picture of you holding the empty keg over your head and you were butt naked. Well, I don't know. It was cool. It was a really good picture. I don't know what happened. It to was it. on a fucking. It, it was, was on a Sprint flip phone. It was. So it was. It was taken. <laughs> it was taken from the back, with the sun coming up. So it kind of had like a little silhouette effect. I don't know if was that was. Like, was that the same day? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the same party. Well, might have been. But anyways, how many parties did you get naked at? I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, I don't know how I got naked at this one party, but I woke up naked. It's because uh, the Elephant Man thing happened. Yeah, that was how this one happened. Yeah, it's um, the same night. So we were drinking stuff, and I guess I went out back to go take a pee, and I just fell out, apparently, and I woke up, and I was peeing. My mid-pee fell out, so we went pretty hard. We we're trying to uh, float that keg. Um, Which we did. We Been did there. successfully. Been yeah, there. we did that. Hence the picture. That Not a very big party either. <laughs> no, it was a small group. Three legit beer drinkers and uh, maybe a few other people. Anyways, woke up. I guess this is all I all I remember. I woke up. I was like, my dick's red and my legs. Who did this to me? <laughs> so still drunk. I was still drunk. Yeah, I mean, I fell asleep for like a few hours, or maybe an hour, and. Uh, so I'm like a bull at this point, seeing red on my dick. I'm like, it's fighting time. So I didn't. I saw two people awake. I was like, my cousin and my brother. I said, like, who did this to me? 
who the fuck colored my dick? <laughs> like the whole thing. My whole dick was red. Like even the bottom. Like he, like they definitely moved it up so they could get. There it was off. some dick drawing going on, and so my brother said. Actually, it was never like really confirmed who did it, but one of those guys did it. But he's the only one that won. I wouldn't be shocked with either of them. No, honestly. And he was like the only one that was like, "Okay, let's fight." So, so we had a full out fight. Like I just remember like swinging on him, and like he caught me a few good times, and like one of us would get each other like in a headlock and punch each other in the back. I had knots all over the back of my head, and uh, but it was like two rabid cats just going after like junkyard cats, just swinging fists everywhere. And, yeah, I mean, I woke up the next day. I definitely had some knots everywhere. So did he, though. What's up? Gotcha. <laughs> Tell him what the drawing was. It was elephant ears. Thanks for the boost of confidence. I do have a handsome size wiener that would, some people would say, it looks like an elephant's trunk. I didn't say it. Other people said it. Um, and then I remember, I remember oh, man. my neighbor pop over the fence. Hey, I'm calling the cops. And when I was drunk, I thought he said, I called the cops. And so I ran off like a little bitch. I hid under the bed for like 14 hours. <laughs> Guess what? Cops never showed up. But his he made made his point, And I hid from him for years. That's funny. Um, and then if we're talking story. about peeing on things. Um, let me let me ask a question. What, when did we get into in a point in society where every time you see a fight, you got to call the cops? Why not just let two motherfuckers duke it out? Settle it. Exactly. There's no need to bring the cops to this. It's family bickering. Yeah. My dick's red. Especially it's not in public. You're in your backyard. We're being a little rough. In the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Can't even even fight. Can't even fight my brother naked? What's up? I thought this was America. I thought this was America. (laughs) Um, Uh, I think that was the same night where uh, Matt... Uh, drew the face on my ass and put the cigar in between my cheeks. It looked like your butt was smoking a cigar. That's frown face these days, but <laughs> back then it was just all in harmless fun. <laughs> no, it's like probably you're calling the cops <laughs> on him. He's like, I was abused. Well, you know, it's not like he uh, was just nestled between the cheeks ever so, ever so gently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess too. It was removed before I woke up. <laughs> but you had a picture of. What the I never saw that picture. You know, I've seen so many pictures of me with like waffles on my head. Uh, oh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I fell asleep with a dip in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I bet that was head. brutal. I woke up and like my whole titty was wet. Oh like, uh, yeah. Um, I woke like all right. So back back then, like you would just drink until you were like, out. yeah. Oh yeah. Out. Yeah. And. Uh, my bro- my brother was like we came back from this uh, frat house party we had a ride so we drove us home uh, we came home from this uh, fraternity party at Centenary uh, Centenary's Capacity yeah. House and apparently I didn't know where I was totally I guess but so he said that he said hey Jeff no I said so I opened the door well, so upstairs and I open the door, and I am apparently peeing down the stairs. My brother's like, dude, what the fuck? What you doing? I was like, I know what I'm doing, bro. He's like, do you really? He's like, yeah, I'm peeing. <laughs> He's like, you're peeing down the stairs, you idiot. 
I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I blamed it on the dog. Nice. And I woke up the, the next morning, my computer, I thought for a second, until I heard that story, I thought someone knocked over a bottle of water and it's on my keyboard. I pissed all over my computer. Which was like a brand new Mac. No, I think it was like a Dell. But I did get a Mac after that. I thought the Mac is what you pissed on. No, you can't be on a Mac. Well, I mean, there's a lot of great stories. I got some good ones with my roommates in college. Some pissing stories. Uh, woke up one, uh, took went out with, with my roommates, and my roommate passed out at the bar and sitting in his chair drinking Natty Light, you know, keeping it classy. Uh, Snow Bush Light, nat, Natty Light in a like small bottle, like not even a can. It was Is he a peasant? I don't think so. He can't afford Bush Lights. I mean, I don't even know if Bush Light was around. We oh, all was... drank Natty Light. It was. I'm pretty Natty sure. Natty. Bush, Bush Light has been around longer than any of us have been around. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, so we go home, and um, we had this small couch. It was not very comfortable, but that's where he ended up falling asleep. And we all you know, wake up the next day, and he has pissed all over this couch, everywhere. And um, stains, cushions, and they're not the ones you can you know, flip over and... You know, it's it's good. It, it's one-sided cushion. And so we put it out in the backyard, let it dry, and then I think I ended up selling it to somebody in Natchitoches. <laughs> Didn't even clean it. <laughs> they got a they got a pee-stained couch. So uh, if you're listening from Natchitoches and you I don't even remember who it was. Shout was, out to your piss couch. Yeah, yeah, you bought was, a couch from some strange guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't Chances remember who are it was. it's got piss on it. It's got pee on it. So. Well, I mean, some more. good some good piss stories. Um, I mean, I enjoy talking about peeing on things as much as the next guy. Not as much as R. Kelly, though, but... Um, I want to uh, pee on you. <laughs> well, so, we were trying to, like, get you goon boshes to uh, give us some stories to talk about. So, we had... Um, we didn't get much of a response. Oh, actually, we did get a few, but we'll get to that in a second. But, we were on Twitter, and apparently, they have stories for you built in. So, we're going to read some of these... And give our little two cents on it. Um, so, the one topic that popped up was called First Date. Or no, when the first date becomes the last date. And uh, so, I'm going to read a few of these. And, you know, y'all give y'all's opinion on it and see what y'all think about it. Okay. Alright, the one I... Alright, I'm going to scroll up real quick. The one I thought was the best was let me see let me see let me see it's when they start talking about all these list of requirements they expect from you it's like I need a guy who does this this that this other thing this thing too and all this other shit how do you handle something like that it's like they have like a rolodex of like a, just a scroll of shit like you know as soon as you hear everything that you're not going to be able to meet the standards of this person yeah it's like, like they've got way too much that they're like so, I, I gotta so have this, this 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 yeah, this this so this it's like and you automatically know well 
I I'm definitely not going to meet. I your can't standards. be myself. Right. Like you have to pretend to be somebody that they're going to like. Yeah. I'm not. Well, no. I mean, I would never do that. No, no. But it's like I already, just, that I would be would my first that. impression would be. Damn! If this is going to even come close to working, I'm going to have to become somebody completely different. And I'm not cool. And I'm not going to do that. I might have done that in high school. Maybe. Maybe in high school. I'm too lazy to try to do that. It takes a lot of effort. Man, you would have a long time ago. Now you're you just been in a relationship so long now that you're like you're forgetting about the uh, struggles. (laughs) Don't you don't you bury the struggle is real. Barry's like I'm a stud. I got woman. Yeah, I got this figured out now. Uh, but yeah, that's I'm with you on that one, Mike. Where yeah, I mean, uh, huge red flag right off the bat. Like it's like okay, so you're never like you have you're not married. You're none of these other check things. Why is this not working? Yeah, it's because you have this long ass list of your. No one's perfect. Yeah, okay. right. And like, no, no one and I'm not perfect. saying you know it's not bad. You know, hey, you, like, you know, you, figure you, out what you want you, and you know decide. If you have but, like, all right, so you you should have some things you want, but you can't go into it and think that the person and, you're going to be sitting down with is going to meet every single one not. of those. And if they don't, it's not going to work. And I've had girls do that to me. Oh yeah. And they said, well, you're kind of just. Uh, I mean, some people think I'm like awesome and like I've hung the moon. And then this one girl is like, "Yeah, you're self-centered. You you glance off to the right when you do this." And like, I have ADD. Okay, I mean, I'm trying to focus. Glance off to the right. Like she's like, "You see, when I talk to you, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Hell no." And I was like, "Nope. Are we doing this right now?" Nope. And I'm like, "Okay, you ruined." my whole fucking night and I hope we're splitting this bill but I was a gentleman and paid for it and we went our separate ways I've, I've been but told it was pretty much the same thing no like, it's like look there's we're in a busy bar it's like th- noises and stuff like, like you, see, you look around like, like something catches something your, catches your attention and like, I know oh, what was that yeah and if you're at a coffee shop and you do that, you're like looking around or whatever, like you, something, I mean, come on. It's like, it, there's, there's I different don't, I don't scenarios. see how you could just sit there and stare into each other's eyes. Like, I mean, like, yeah, look well, at I each mean, other Well, I mean, there's a the difference then, between but, staring at each other's eyes and then just maintaining eye contact right. when you're having a conversation. Yeah. And she said I was selfish and self-centered. I was like, Oh, you made a quick judgment on me on the first date. Yeah. I'm actually a nice guy. Be like, you know what? The fact that you think I should uh, lock eyes with you the whole time makes me think you're a little self-centered. Yeah, it's you all about you. It's all about you. All about you. <laughs> so, needless to say, that was it. That, yeah, that would definitely, yeah. First date's definitely going to be the last. Yeah. Um, let me pull up another one here. I'm totally honest. I did not even hear that whole segment. Like... I don't know what we were talking about. This is Twitter. This is Twitter. Just some Twitter things. It's, it's when the first date you, know, you go on which is on crazy because the last uh, they really came person. hard on the on the first topic that we reached out for. Barry was trying to came hard on something else in that topic too. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to add a little shock value to the very to the, shocking, very shocking. Barry, I'm sorry. I will say that was, that was it was probably because I think. It was the we, most memorable. We thing reached out to. Oh my god! You think that's why they stopped commenting? Like, oh, this guy's. Oh, this guy's going to I think pregnate me. I mean, me and you talked about it, Jeff. We reached out to the females, and I think it's very obvious that 
they're not afraid to tell their stories and put you know the guy on blast. If, and, if they put a guy on blast, guess what? They have another guy they can put on blast next. Right. Because I think it was more there. of I think there were some guys who were a little you know shy on what their story is and I, didn't want to tell us. So well, then I, I feel like I owe you guys an apology for ruining our uh, our eh. fan base, and I'd like to apologize for the fan base for. Uh, Speaking somewhat inappropriately. All right, here's another one. I don't know how y'all land on this one. Um, so, hashtag, at first date becomes the last when she orders the most expensive menu items, barely touches her food, and has no intention of doggy bags. Uh, I'm doggy bagging that shit. I would, I would doggy bag. If she doesn't have any intention of doggy bagging, there's always the you know chance you can doggy bag. I was like, you're not I'm for that. sure, for sure doggy bagging that. I'm bringing it home. So, yeah. I mean, on average, you know, you're talking about the most expensive thing on the menu. What is that item? It's usually like a steak. Steak, lobster, shrimp. in a fridge. Uh, yeah, and you know what? It may not be as good as it was when it got first brought out, but I can slice that some bitch up and put it between some bread and have a steak sandwich. Exactly. Sometimes it's better than microwave. It really is. Gonna I, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I don't the certain grease factor is different. It's awesome. Shogun fried rice is for sure better oh. the next day out of the microwave. Uh, okay. I will say that. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> But that's because I don't usually microwave it. I usually just eat it cold. I mean, I'll it's do that good too. too. It's still good. It's, it's still, still good, good either way. It, 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 it tends to stay on the spoon better when it's cold. Yeah. I'm trying to get this one place. They put like an obscene amount of butter in it, but it's fuck, it's good. Uh, Anything with an obscene amount of butter, it might have been like good flavor. That's that's my nickname, obscene amount of butter. Oh, <laughs> add that to the list. That's many appropriate things. Um, all right, here's another one. The first date becomes the last when she she talks nonstop about her ex boyfriend. This could go either way, boyfriend, you know, yeah. guy, girl, um, and then steps outside to call him, you know, just to see if he's okay. All right, so all right for me, if you're talking nonstop about your ex, that's a red flag. But if you go outside to fucking call him, we're done. That's like four we're, red flags. That's, that's a. Uh, uh, a thing of red flags, man. But, a basket of them. Right, so I could see like you might mention mention the X a few times. Like, so this is why this didn't work because you have questions. Yeah, why, I mean, why you know, are this both, is this is why I am where I'm at. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, that's why we're both here. Yeah, we both have stories. Right, and. And yeah. I don't really, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but if it's nonstop, constantly, like, throughout the whole dinner, the whole date, and then they go outside to call them. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yep. And, yeah, fuck that. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, okay, so this pretty much touches what I was talking about when she said she knew so much about me, right? Um At first date, because of the last win, they know more about you than you do. So it's like, oh, see, this is why you do this. I'm like, okay, no. No. I think that goes along the lines of they're assuming everything about you before y'all even sit down. And they took one psychology class in college. Oh, I know everything about the mind of a guy. They say, you tick it this way or you do this. Or you dated somebody that they knew. Well, yeah, in this town, there's a pretty good chance that can happen. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But everyone is going to, like, I mean, let's be real. When you're talking to someone or dating someone, you're not going to say the, I mean, 
you're not going to be talking glowingly about your ex. I mean, y'all dated for a reason, so you're going to have some positive things to talk about. Like, you could, but it's normally like, oh, yeah, she sucked or whatever. Because right. you don't want them to have any of that coming in. Um, yeah, thank you that you may still have feelings for that person or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like the last Or give thing. them something that they have to measure up to. Yeah, like, I, don't don't want, do I don't want anyone to like, like that. A, it's not, it doesn't need to be a competition. I don't it's want to have to no. compete with your ex. Let's start, let's start from scratch right. here. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I'm, I am with that. Um, I think this would be a really good uh, little topic to throw out there and see what these people. Are I kind of like this one. In the you know, uh, on our fan page, would come back with what what happened on your first date that made it the and last. Hopefully, since I issued a formal apology, we can get uh, some more involved. They'll get back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we could have some people would probably you know not okay, be afraid here's to tell one their for story. Me. Uh, I just scroll through it. It says a first date because the last one. He slash she is mean to, to the waiter or waitress. Um, I was, yeah, so that kind of tells you what kind of, I think, what kind of person you are. Like how you treat people is like pretty, if you're going to be like, like that to them over something little. The way you treat someone is a good, you know, definition of how that person is. Especially when they're trying to do the job and you're shitting on them or like belittling someone. It's like, okay, you're kind of suck. Yeah. So yeah, and you somehow think you're better than that person. Yeah, yeah. Like you like work, they're they're beneath like, uh, you, and so you wherever. you feel the the right to treat. And they them probably like make that. more money than she does at a. Oh yeah, there's. You no know, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm probably going to end that pretty soon, just because her being rude is probably going to end up with spit on my food. Those people that that wait tables, they they hold a lot of power. Oh yeah. Especially when they got a good relationship and they're good friends with the people in the back making I, the food. I have seen the movie Waiting. <laughs> yeah. I don't... And I we played that game for a while, too. Oh, yeah. The Batwing. Batwing. Uh, goat. goat. Uh, the Brain. Abraham yeah, Brain, Abraham Lincoln, all that shit. And, and especially if you're eating dinner and they treat the you know waiter or waitress... Those people deal with so many people. I mean, on we're all in the sales industry, like, like we're customer service. They go like, through. There's no telling what kind of attitudes they've had that day, and you're just going to treat them like shit. It's probably they, like, they probably, you know, would be so appreciative if you just treated them nicely. Yeah, and if and if you for some reason think that the uh, that the service was not good, reflect that in your tip. Yeah, you don't have to be a jerk you don't have to be rude to the person. Yeah, and, you know. All right. So, I'm going to segue away from that. I did enjoy it. It was pretty nice. That was a good little topic. Um, I like overall, that. if we don't get their feedback we're looking for on the post, we'll probably go to Twitter and get that. Yeah. Um, but we do appreciate everyone that has. Yeah. Hit, and we had some really good involvement on the first one. So um, we do appreciate that. So, Twitter also has sports topics. Oh, yeah. I was literally about to ask if we were going to talk about sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we were going to get to it. So, I don't know if y'all have seen this. But uh, Rex Ryan, probably my – he's top five, one of my favorite coaches. Let's get some goddamn snacks. I hate to say that word, but it was hilarious on Hard Knocks. But anyways, he was on the show Get Up this week, and he said that – talking about the Browns, Baker Mayfield's team, he said that Baker Mayfield is overrated as hell, okay? And the more we're seeing it – Seeing from him, he only has played good against shitty teams. And the good teams have pretty much made him look mediocre. Which, not, it's not an indictment on him it, so far, but because he's still so young. 
But like we, he's also a first round pick, so you expect a little bit more out of him. Anyways, so he responds like Baker Mayfield does. This is why he's no Gardner Minshew, Daniel Jones, all these guys. He says, I mean, for one, he said in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens hasn't had one wise word to say. He's a fucking tool. Anyways, if you don't wear orange and brown. You don't matter. And Rex Ryan isn't wearing any colors now for a reason. So it's okay. And I would say to that, Rex Ryan orchestrated the best defense for the for the Ravens back in the day with Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, all those guys. He took uh, the Jets with Mark Sanchez eating hot dogs on the sideline. to Fumbling two, into his uh, lineman's He took ass. them to two AFC championships. Could you – how far gone are the – Freaking jets from that right now. So I mean, he does have a. I mean, he does have a good coaching. You know, yeah, it's like so. Him. It's I mean, like his, all right, dude. You're. I know the Rex run ended the way like when he right. did get out of the league. He was right. kind of on a low training deal. Was that is he the one that was uh, at the Saints when they had the whole? That's Rob Ryan. Ah, that's his brother, less underachieving brother. But his brother's pretty good too. Yeah, his brother's I mean, had some successful. But Rex Ryan uh, was the better coaching coach. Years. And, uh, is he the sloppy one or the yeah sloppy one? Okay. And his their dad was Bo Ryan, which was the Eagles coach back in the day, and that's. But I mean Rex Ryan, I mean he made the Jets good, and that's like making the Browns good. <laughs> it's like so, very very difficult. <laughs> so for him to take shots at guys like that, I was I was pulling for Baker until we got. I, mean, I think this this whole Baker Mayfield thing. Where's Gardner Mitchell playing? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, he's the the new talk of NFL. Now he uh, he played at Washington, didn't he? Washington State. State yeah. Washington State yeah. with for Mike Leach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this Baker Mayfield. I think a lot of his you know his stuff comes from there was so much hype for this guy he going made, into the he, season. He made I mean, a lot of that himself. Right. Like he was trying to like he's doing. A, it it doesn't matter. Like I get that you know they they brought in, you know, probably you know two of the you know two of the uh, two great receivers, and so right. he had a lot of hype going into this. That season. doesn't make him, any but that better. doesn't make him a better quarterback. No. So all this and hype, I think what Rex Ryan said, I do agree with it. I think he was overrated. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he you know I think he, he has he, he has. has potential, but I I don't think he is the Baker Mayfield. He's that from everybody the same area. As uh, Drew Brees, that, I don't yeah. know if it's the same school, but he's from the same. I don't. Like, I think it's Lake, Lake Travis. I think I they're pretty know. damn close. I think close. Yeah, the same hive size, but their attitudes are so you have different. To, yeah, you've got to kind of humble yourself a little bit, and uh, or the, that's what they were talking about. The league will humble you real right. quick. He said right. they're uh, they're talking about on the radio today. He's like, all right, so you run a four eight four. When you get outside the the pocket. You're legitimately like one of the slowest guys on the field. Not to mention you are running up against probably two or three players on the defense at, at safety and corner that are running four three four four. Dude, there's linemen that run four, four three four yeah. four, and it's like, what the shit are you doing? Because I've seen, I, I'm not like an expert on this stuff, but like I would watch him do it countless times. He would step back, think he's in Oklahoma, roll out to the right. And he realizes he cannot break the corner. He right. cannot do it. So he puts himself in a position where he's thrown off his back foot, 
He's just making a lot of bad decisions when he does that. Seriously, but, like if you think about it, it's like you know, in college you play you play other college teams, and they've got this one guy or two guys that are like world beaters. Like they're the ones that you focus on all the time. And when you get to the NFL, they all all the whole team all is there. Yeah. You're playing a whole team of that per, yeah. of that. Type. I don't know what the percentage is, but he's on the low scale of. Freaks out there. I mean, he can throw it accurately, but like speed, he ain't, he ain't that. And uh, and that's what kind of you know sucks about his situation is he doesn't have the size to be a pocket passer. And, yeah, and it takes a special kind of quarterback. And you look at the size of Drew Brees and what he can do, but he's also one of the most accurate. And he does you know he has the, sometimes his size does hurt him a little bit. It does, but he has the. Uh, he studies everything, and he knows exactly what it is. Anticipation, yeah, and, and, and anticipation, anticipation, anticipation. So, um, anticipation. So he has that going for him. And they were talking about Kyler Murray and uh, Baker Mayfield. They're both on the shorter side, and you'll notice they roll out outside the the big guys because they don't have that right. yet. And uh, they said normally, like in college, that that was their up the seams of when they're hitting the big plays because they. They had the athletes. It's but. it's so hard to be a running quarterback, and it's not even that. Have, it's like just to to lean heavy on the run part of your game as opposed to like look at Lamar Jackson. making the reads yeah. and you know standing in the pocket, knowing that I'm probably about to take a shot, but I need to stay in the pocket to make this throw. You know, the some of these younger guys coming up, they have that mentality of. If I get the snap and I see a rush coming, I'm going to have to go immediately. Yeah, they can be pocket. five yards away from, them, but they're gone. Yeah. And so, then, like, that's – you see it. Um, but, like, the seams, like, you know, that that could be, like, a lot of these good pros, they see the blitz coming. Yeah. They hit that seam route or whatever. Well, you got some of these guys who are these veterans. You look at guys like, you know, Manning and I'd, I'd even say Joe Flacco was playing at his, you know, at a high level. That's, Breeze. That's weird. Brady, he made it to the but, he, but he did when he was like his he was playing at a high Joe. level. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was good. I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but I'm just saying when he was playing at a good high level, these guys are able to read the defense. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning and what he could do to a defense. He knew exactly this guy's going to be rushing. I know where the ball needs to go. He didn't have great mechanics, but that's, that's but going was, back to like Drew Brees. What he said about Drew yeah, Brees is like, study. Yeah, studying the game in the film room. Study. Yeah, you know, knowing the defense, knowing that they're in this formation, they're in this coverage. This is what they're about to do. And I heard before one, the ball even I heard gets one to quarterback, you. it might have been Dilfer talking about it. He's like, all right, the best guys reading defenses is like this guy's here. I put my motion. I know what this guy's doing. And he's like. There's only so many things they're doing now, and I know who exactly who should be getting the ball if it's not there. I have my other guy, I mean, uh, a guy that I don't like to give a lot of praise. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but one of the great one of the, a guy who's really good was Tony Romo. Romo's Re- good. Read the defense. You can tell that just by hearing him on, on uh, just commentating. Yeah, yeah, he can. But he can pick out a I play. I love he listening to that yeah. dude commentate. You know why? He, is, he was a smart quarterback, and he could read a defense like but yeah, nothing. He's, because he didn't have all the skill. Right. Like, that's why he was in Eastern Illinois. And that's but the he was smart. Smart. That's the guy that's yeah. like, I know what I'm doing. Nowadays, very you, see, you don't see, a, you know, some of these younger guys, may not, they don't they have the intelligence. They think they're well, going to beat him coming with that, The high school offenses they're coming out of now, it's yeah. like one or two read deals. Yeah. Mean, like, um, you're, yeah, you've got your, you know, your first read. But it's read. always been like that. No, it used and, to be and, pro and st- high school? No, it used to be well, pro style. 
like pro style wing T I four form all that shit. It was never like they're playing under the center. Now they sit back and shotgun spread. It's like first read, second run. Yeah. Every quarterback now come through. You see, yeah, they all not, have the yeah, mobility. Yeah, you don't see a lot of. They're pocket, not the prototypical. Yeah, you're not going to see guy. a lot of pocket passers in high school nowadays. They really, it's kind of weird to see them in the uh, college now. It's yeah. like the best quarterbacks coming out now. Putting they're up, all dual threat guys. Yeah, they're like Josh up. Allen has a cannon, and dude is pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's my backup on my uh, fantasy team. And that guy, he's. He runs goofy. I'm not going to have a whole lot of drop off on in that position when Dak is on his bye week. I don't think, unless he just has no, a matchup. He is a pretty, that yeah, week. that is a pretty good. Yeah, he's uh, good. Backup quarterback. And going through it is like, all right, he doesn't have like the big game experience against like these other big teams, but he has that factor of like, I can run, I can get around and make easier throws because I can get outside. And he's got the arm to do it too. And he's six five, six six. And yeah, he can see. Yeah, he came from Arkansas, didn't he? No, he was uh, Josh Allen, Wyoming. Was, Wyoming. Was Wyoming. Who's who, the guy who that came the, out of Arkansas recently? Ryan Mallett. No, that was a long time ago. No, this is after Ryan. Mallett. We don't have who any. Was, there's no quarterbacks. Who was the guy? That, no, it was this guy that I'm thinking of, and then his brother was right after him. Oh, oh God, what was his name? Um, Oh, was it Austin something? Austin Allen? Yeah, yeah. those guys Austin. aren't doing shit. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I was thinking about this. When when did uh okay Hunter Renfro? That was that was Clemson. Arkansas, right? Clemson. No, that oh, was Clemson. Okay, who's the tight end? That Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah, he's and he was there when Alex Collins was there. Was that while Brett Bielema was coaching? Yeah. Okay. Well, Henry was probably there with with Petrino for a little while. Yeah. But man, he's he's good talent, but he's just injury prone as shit. Um, what do we got else on that? Oh, I also saw a fun stat for you. Like, yeah, I feel like most of our fans are New Orleans fans of oh, some yeah. sort. Yeah. Um, this is basketball. I'm a basketball fan. So, since 1989, if y'all know these players, this is going to be shocking and very scary for you. Every six years, this is who we have seen come through. Uh, Purvis Ellison, Sacramento, bust. Joe Smith, Golden State, number one pick, bust. Kwame Brown, Washington Wizards, number one pick, bust. Greg Oden, Portland Trail Blazers, number one pick, bust. Anthony Bennett, Cleveland Cavaliers, bust. Six years after that, who do we got? Zion Williamson. I think it's hard... To say that he's going to be a bust, I think he's going to. I mean, that's there. That's that's nature. I, I mean, you remember when you, he blew his shoe out? That was intense. Oh, that, that was, was crazy. That's you have to have so there much. There were people momentum. talking about like Nike like was going to shoe. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he would have torn something, then we got. Oh yeah, it would have been bad. Um, I think it, I think it's a 50-50, Really, honestly, I think he he doesn't have the game that translates to the pros right now. Right, but, like he has freak athleticism. Like there's like yeah. I. LBJ, he's my he's my dude, but this guy's the size and like the twitchiness of him is an I he's probably more athletic than a LeBron. Yeah. I mean he's, and he's that's yeah, saying he's something. got the size, athleticism, it's just it's hard to say with the NBA. You just never know. It's a three point game now. Yeah. Um it really is. <laughs> that's a yeah, interesting stat though. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that. So what what did all uh, like 
friends and family have said about the podcast. Uh, I've gotten you know some mixed some mixed feelings on it. I guess uh, uh, for the most part they've been positive. Um, you know my my mom she she likes listening to it. She every now and then likes to critique, but you know I guess that's we, what mom, we, that's yeah we that's need what it. moms we need do, it. and we do need it. Yeah, we do need it. Uh, but I mean for the most part they uh, you know they seem to like it. Uh, my sister kind of. She uh she really thought the video of our uh, football me throwing a football challenge was kind of I don't know childish high school I guess but you know I you know the I think we had a good turnout on that I think it was it was positive but yeah for the most part I get positive but a lot of my family don't even really know that the, that it exists you know my mom really is the only one I think that really listens to it and everybody else in my family I don't even think they know. What about you, Barry? I haven't really told my friends and family. <laughs> so there's been no blowback? No, not really. Uh, yeah, Caroline's uh, brother, uh, my fiance's brother listened to it a little bit, but I found out he only, he only listened to like a little bit. On the third episode? Yeah, on the third episode. Did he make it to a certain part? I don't think so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm just making an innocent comment that's going to get a couple of laughs, and apparently it's like a oh yeah, let's, let's, let's impregnate some girl. It's a little shock factor. It's just a little shock factor. I'm shock jock, man. Shit. Well, my friends and family think I'm hilarious, so it's shocking. <laughs> um, so. Is that going to wrap up our sports, do you think? Or you got, what do you even bring up? College football. There ain't much going on. Fuck college football. Fuck it. Oh, coming from the A&M fans? Yeah, well, I mean, if y'all got something you want to talk about, go ahead. I mean, I think there's some pretty decent games. I mean, US, yeah, USC Washington plays. That's probably you got state. Of- you got Mississippi State and Auburn. Um, I'm yeah. really pulling for Mississippi State because I can't stand Auburn. Well, uh, don't don't put any money on. Ah, uh, yeah, well. dude, we out yarded them by like a hundred and still lost. Yeah, we we suck. I mean, our defensive line is looking pretty they're pretty rushing. bad this they're year. They're rushing. they're gonna run at will. Great stat here. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this, but the Washington State quarterback had a pretty decent game last week. He threw nine touchdowns in one game. Oh yeah. One game. He's right now. He's at uh, eighteen hundred yards and twenty-one touchdowns on the season. Uh, hey, did they say, lose that game too? They lost by three. UCLA, I think, uh, came back down like twenty-something points, I think, and won by three. What does so, that say about your conference if you can throw no nine touchdown all, passes yeah. and still lose the game? Yeah, no that's defense. awful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chip Kelly. I guess he took our criticism to heart and started playing his old def- yeah. uh, offense. Um, also, Joe Burrow, your boy, yeah, Savage, yeah. And what's so crazy about that that game, you know, comes out through like six touchdowns. Think he had over three hundred yards passing, and he comes out and says, "You know, that's probably the worst game I've played this season." Bitch, what? Really? I mean, maybe in his eyes, but I thought he looked pretty good. And okay. I heard a really interesting stat uh, earlier on the radio. They have 21 touchdown drives this season at an average of a minute and 43 seconds. It seemed really fast when I, you know, I was betting. I bet they would win. Yeah. By like double digits, right? And they were going at such a fast pace. So I was like, all right, fuck, I about blew that fucking wad off in the uh, – 
first quarter. Yeah, they um, this is not the same team as last year at all. But okay, what's the deal with the fact that LSU apparently can't have a good defense and a good offense at the same time? Yeah, that is the same story with every team that scores well, I mean, points like that. You, it's it's like, crazy because you know LSU literally like almost every year has like a really good defense and a serviceable offense. And then the one year that they've got a really good offense, they give up 38 points to Vanderbilt. fucking Vanderbilt. He already just He's talked about, me. though, when you're doing minute 48 well, yeah, you're, or whatever. You're not, so is that a product of your defense being on the field longer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, I think there's, I think there's so yeah, Okay, I, think there's I didn't so watch many. the game. Was most of Vanderbilt's uh, points scored at the, towards the end of the game? No, 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 no. Was, I mean, they had an impressive first no. drive. I, mean, I remember from when I saw the first drive. The first drive was watched, good. My unbiased opinion, y'all, like y'all are the players. Y'all are obviously better. Like y'all were like shutting them down for most. Y'all would make a mineral fog play. They would get gashy for a big play. But like you're getting them like what, in a third what, and third what I situation. They, with they this, were like uh, putting them. Every play was almost negative, and then they well, hit that, a big. That that well that that not only that but. What a, what a lot of these guys are doing is, and you know, uh, it's all over. You know, the LSU reports that I, I've listened to, these safeties and DBs and linebackers, they're not wrapping up they when go they go the for the tackle. Hit, they're going for the big hit, and then they just hit the guy, Turn and he bounces off, and he gets you know four or five more yards. So yeah. they're just getting you know this yardage is getting eaten on them. Yeah, it, it 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 ends up costing you. That's so that's been the story of our defense all year. I mean, you, we have got to wrap up. I mean, you up. you got one of you know the greatest safeties to maybe ever come through LSU, and he's struggling right now because he's going in for a big hit. He's getting there to make the play, but he's not making the tackle. That happened a lot in the Vanderbilt game, and you know that could be where a lot of those points came from. And then I know they say you know they got some injuries, but I mean these guys are playing at LSU. These you know young guys, these backups for a reason. They're still good football players. Oh yeah. And, they, they're going to have to, you know, figure out a way to get on the field and, you know, step up and make a play. Well, like I saw it at a we had – we sent many guys to the pros on defense. At one, like they were giving up 20, 25, 30, but we're scoring 60. There's just more opportunities for the other team to score. Yeah. But y'all are scoring at one and a half, two I, times. I don't, I don't necessarily think the, you know, scoring real fast, it, it could be a factor. You know, it could be – uh, you know, the defense is not getting enough time to conversate on the sidelines. Maybe they're tired, they're winning. Well, I mean, just like, well, any, it's like you got to evaluate, uh, you know, get back to the sideline, figure hey, out what they're doing. You know, here's what happened on this play. Well, they just scored. So oh, let's run back we're, yeah, there. we're going back out. And there. then it's like, I don't know how much it has to do with conditioning, but like, I'm sure that does play a factor into it just a bit. Like, you know, it's like, you barely sip of water or whatever. I mean, I just know from black football is like you don't run off back on like everyone's scattering. It's like, but it's a little bit more organized. But um, yeah, it's just when when you have a high powered offense, it's so hard to keep the numbers down on the other side. It's just, yeah, you it's just not you happen. just hope for your offense to get out there and score 50, 60 points. And it's and still a blowout when you win by 60 to 20. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different game. But, you know, getting into some of these games <laughs> coming up, the, the, when you get into SEC I'm sure play, it'll be different. It's going to, yeah, they're going to have to adjust. The defense is going to have to adjust. I don't, you know, you may not see as many explosive offensive plays just because, you know, Cause there's gonna Florida, be guys, Auburn, Bama. There'll be guys who can knock the pass down. They're, they're going to have, just, you know, uh, 
probably better coverage. So I mean, those fuckers when I was watching are wide open, and they're not just they're not deep throws. I mean, they're just they're catching a five ten yard pass and turning it into a sixty five yard touchdown. Yeah, they're just athletic and you know injuries. I think you know may slow them down a little bit, but. You know, I hope they get the defense figured out. But it is exciting as an LSU fan. We Something have not seen. Used to. We haven't seen an offense like this ever. I don't think it's. it's Did y'all see this story where it was? It was a Philadelphia fireman, and uh, I think he's a fireman. I'm pretty sure he was. But he said because he mentioned coworkers, but he was in the middle of like a news story in Philadelphia. And he, took, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he took the time to. Uh, he said, "Yeah, they're out here throwing babies out the window, and we catch them. We catch them." And uh, unlike Aguilar <laughs> and his mishaps, <laughs> it's like, he, he took an opportunity yeah, to take he, a shot. That's how big of fans they are in Philadelphia. When you're like just got through catching babies out of a window. And you're in the wherewithal to roast them. It's hilarious. It was a pretty funny video. It's like, yeah. And Aguilar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said it with a serious face too. I mean, he's he's like, it was he's like, it was a part of his. Uh, that was that was waiting on his mind more yeah. than catching babies. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So that was hilarious. Um, oh. I, I've got I got a good one here. Uh, saw this thing. Uh, I think I saw it. Was it maybe Monday during the day? Um, guy, I don't know where he was from, where he was out of. I, I couldn't find it. I didn't really do a lot of research on it. But I came across this um, guy who bet 89 cents. Ooh. 89 cent bet. Big it was a there. 20, I think it was a 20 parlay bet that he had. And it involved, I think, college football, maybe, you know, uh, NFL and um, it showed the stat that he won every bet going into uh, Monday Night Football. So he made it through Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Probably and Thursday won every too. single one. And all he needed was Washington Redskins to win on Monday, uh, Monday Night Football. That was a bold move. I mean, I cannot imagine what's going through his mind going into that game. This eighty-nine cent bet. Well, it wasn't that bold of a move because I mean, Washington. I mean, uh, Chicago yeah. hasn't won super hot, right? And Washington, I think they had potential, but um, it would have turned this eighty-nine cent bet into four hundred and ninety-nine thousand eight hundred eighty-eight dollars. Oh All he needed was the Washington Redskins to win on Monday night. Can, can and it you, didn't happen. I bet you there's a hit out right now for eighty-nine cents on Case Keenum. Because he cost him that fucking game, dude. I mean, I just I couldn't imagine like dude, the, Case what Keenum. you're going through, the emotions you're going through, knowing that you've won every single one of the bets that you placed in the in this parlay, and you've got one left, and all you need is a victory. It wasn't a let's cover the spread, you know, over under. It was I need Washington to win, dude. He got fucked by Keenum. Yeah, Keenum was oh my god. So, I was needless to say, his, his 89 cent bet, you know, he didn't lose much, but he did not turn it He into, lost so much more in, yeah. his, in, his, oh, yeah. in his soul. His soul is shattered. And a bad, I mean, all right, it did, it's not even the money. Because it's just like, when you have that, it's, it's just like you have that writing on, writing on it. 
and you lose and it just takes a piece of your soul it hurts so bad and it's more than just the money it's just it just fucking sucks yeah yeah. i mean but yeah but like we i mean that that's quite a bit different than what i'm no i used to bet no because that is insane amount of money yeah um but yeah it's wild okay is that what about that uh that dude you're talking about earlier with the uh houston quarterback oh yeah Ca- caught this thing this morning on the radio and i know there's been some chatter about it uh so apparently with college football um these guys are you know they you play four games but you can Redshirt. You can redshirt and, you know, still have another season of eligibility. Um, And so what came out was that uh, Houston's one and three, and they've, you know, their starting quarterback and I believe a starting wide receiver uh, both decided this week that they were going to sit out the remainder of the season and take a redshirt and. They both have have said on the lines of they felt it was the best for their, uh, you know, career leading into the future, um, you know, to really get a good college experience. Um, but they've also had reports come out that um, is there a possibility for these guys to enter the transfer portal? There's and no way. They, they are saying we are looking forward to coming back and wearing the Cougar jersey next year. So, but at the same time, look at what some of these other guys have done. So, in short, they're never going to play for Houston again. They, I, I don't know. I think There's it could no, go either way. But no. I don't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, well, wrap my head around the. Our little douchebag friend uh, Spencer Rattler is probably going to block a transfer from coming yeah. up to Oklahoma now. Yeah. Um, I mean, they seem. To, I mean, that was one of the conversations. Was is this guy going to maybe look to transfer into Oklahoma, seeing that? You know Mayfield, Murray. Now you got everyone has worked. Hurts having a lot of success in that offense. Is that maybe something he's wanting to do? I'm sure. I don't know, but you know the. I I don't. I'm trying to. I just. It's confusing to me to to see that you know a a college kid can come out and just decide that you know what I'm just going to sit out the rest of the year. They're making money decisions now. I'm just going to sit out the rest of the year. I'm not going to play anymore. I'm going to take a red shirt, a red shirt because it's, you know, maybe going to benefit me more in the future. It, it's I taking all right. It's almost like I wouldn't say it's like, you know, you're not quitting, but I mean, you're you're hanging your they have any And he wasn't a bad quarterback. Apparently like he really was putting yeah, he putting up good numbers in last week. He, I think set a record. What does the rest of the team feel about that? That's kind of where I was getting. I mean, like, what, come what, back to that. Is that what does, it, what does that, it do to the locker room? Yeah. Kills it. I mean, yeah. is that something? Do you stay around the program? Do you stay, you know, do you still go to practice? Do you, you know, knowing that you've decided and, and made this decision that I'm going to step down and it's I'm selfish. a redshirt. It's selfish. Right. It's all about you. And, and I, I do think clearly once him, we get further into the season, maybe into the off season, that it will come out that these guys have entered the transfer. There's no way he stays there, and they go somewhere else. No I don't way. see how you can, like like Barry said, what do you? What are your teammates? Would, what are they going to think? You if you, right. like, we're like, like you know, it's, it's not are you, It's not like military, but it's like the the, 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 the question that, that came up was squad. If you're the starting quarterback and you, you know you're setting records and you're you're doing good. And you're four and zero. Are you stepping down to take a red shirt? They're three and one, aren't they? They're one and three. Oh, never they're mind. one and three through the first four games. Okay. But if they're four and zero, do you think this is happening? No, I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. I don't. I don't. I really don't. 
I think a lot of this decision, I think, came, you know, we're not having some success. I'm going to step down and make a good decision for my life and take a red shirt so I have another year of eligibility. It seems like they're just taking advantage and of And maybe going to look at going somewhere else. i tell you else, what, right? if I was a coach uh, looking in the transfer portal and I see those guys in there. I don't know if it's something I would want. I mean, not unless you're just well, in. Well, like, they can't transfer again because they're red shirts. But do they – I mean, it, what about the eligibility when you transfer? Do you become, no. you know, eligible right away? Or I mean, well, they said he's graduating. Right so he, yeah, okay, he so can, he, he can go he, he'll graduate, and be a graduate transfer. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, I just it, it was really kind of like it was a yeah, shocking thing to see that you know you got this quarterback who decided out of the blue that. I'm gonna, Shitty, I think. I'm going to step down. But and and then a receiver, you know, he steps down. And we're going to take a red shirt, and we're going to sit out the rema- remainder of the season. Do you think they talked about it at all? Who knows? Oh, yeah, definitely did. I mean, it's just it's fishy, especially when you see the success that – and Jalen Hurts' situation was a little different. He, you know, stayed he in Alabama. The job he was not going to win the job back. Because it was, like, already pretty much – And I'm yeah, pretty the, sure the it was his – I think his, had started. Yeah. his was graduate transfer, wasn't it? Was it – Graduate where he graduated, I think I he graduated so. and then transferred to Oklahoma. You're talking about Jalen Hurts, yeah. Okay, so his is totally different. This one I don't, I don't get. He stayed with Alabama. He played back up. He came in when he needed. He could have left when he. He, he, he yeah. If anyone did what like Kelly Bryant, yeah, did, he could have like, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. This one kind of just. I'm with Barry. I, I don't see what do your teammates think There's of this. No and how do you come back after you know doing this next year? So. That was that was you know one of the things I I, I came across. And, but you know another thing you know I, I said about the college coaches what do they think you know like are yeah, they characters? But it, 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 I mean how much thing. does character really play in these coaches' decisions on getting players now? Not college, probably. Yeah, it's, no, it's a I would say it's, the best player. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 we're we're here to win though because we yeah. got players. They get players from everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you have you have you know free agency and stuff you can pull from. No, I mean, it's like anyone. There's talent everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right, so we were, like, also on Twitter today, and we saw there's this trending deal. Uh, candy Wars, what they were calling it. There are one, two... Was that, like, Candy Crush? No. No, because I don't know if I want to talk about no, that. No, no, it's Candy War. If you'd listen, Linda. All right, listen, I'll tell- Linda. Well, I heard what you said, but... You didn't let me finish. Continue. All right, so Candy War. So this is who's 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 dropping out on this. You got Snickers, Reese's, Milky Way, Kit Kat, M and M's, and Twix. Well, Milky Way is the first to go. Easily. Yeah, definitely going Milky Way. Um, not a huge M and M guy, so I mean, I'm, I'm well. I'm chocolate M and M's. I will go the now, the uh, peanut butter. M&M is, is well a, if you're going to do that then why, that's what I'm why, saying We're, who's going to buy peanut butter M&M's when Reese's Pieces are a thing exactly I mean I, I agree, uh, I agree. I, well, I'm going to have to dump Twix first I think what Twix are good but I don't know I think I I don't want to not have M&M's yeah. <laughs> just a chocolate M&M I, I'm not an M&M guy M&M's I like M&M's my, they, they melt your if mouth it's peanut, hand, if dude. it's peanut butter uh, the peanut M&M's they're up on my list. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't, I'm not about, a big Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Pretzel M&M's. Oh, I love Kit Kats. I'm just, Kit Kats I don't know. are I delicious. I never got into them. No, the ones they had were just chocolate M&M's. 
Okay. Okay. So all, right. all right. All right. My Any power. I'll, I'll do my power ranking. All right. Starting from five, uh, six to all right. Six for me is Milky Way, and then five for me will be M and M's, chocolate M and M's. Four. Twix. No. Kit Kat. Oh, Kit Kat. Twix is down. Kit Kat. Oh, and uh, for Jeff? Damn. And then uh, three is going to be Twix. Two, Reese's. I love, I love chocolate and peanut butter together. But the, my favorite has got to be Snickers. That's one. So how would you rank yours, Barry? Um, let's see. Give me the time here. Okay, so six, obviously, I'm going to go Milky Way. Uh, five is going to be Twix. Four is going to be M&M's. Uh, three is going to be Kit Kat. Two is going to be Snickers. And one is Reese's. All right, let's see. What we got? What we got? Uh, all right, well, I'm... Definitely agreeing with both of y'all on Milky Way. That's definitely six. I'll uh, have to go probably Snickers at five. Um, go Eminem at four. Kit Kat at three. I'll go Twix is two and Reese's is always going to be my number one. Okay, I, my question is who put... Milky Way on this list to begin with. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if any Milky Way is not a good candy. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, Ruth, it's, it's okay. It's Baby okay. Baby Ruth. But I mean, has, has anybody actually gone into like a gas station and picked up a Milky Way? I've seen it. <laughs> I have seen people do this. That's for me. Um, okay, so that was that. I mean, uh, I would rank Milky Way above Three Musketeers, but. I like the Three Musketeers when oh, I was a kid. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a minority here. Yeah, Milky Way's behind Three Musketeers and Baby Ruth. Oh, okay. I definitely I'd take a Milky Way. Baby Ruth. I take a Milky Way over a payday. What's a payday? A Milky Way or a Baby Ruth without the chocolate? Just peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, peanuts. Oh, yeah, peanut peanut covered caramel over a Milky Way. No, I took the Milky Way over that. No, I don't think so. I gotta have some chocolate, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. I think Reese's just towers everything. Yeah, that's, Reese's that's, is the best. Yeah, that's um, my go-to. So there's like some good fantasy football news that came up today. Um, oh my god, what the hell's been going on? My email's been blowing up. So um, we've got a league, obviously, and I made a trade today with Mike. Let me go ahead and just... I think you tried to make a trade with me before you made it with Mike. Did yeah, you well, cancel it? Yeah, because I made a trade with Mike. Um, it was... Okay. Austin Eckler and Tyrell Williams for Adam Thielen. I got a little bit of news earlier this morning that said Melvin Gordon was probably coming back. I guess Mike did not get that news, and we made a trade instantly. And so this afternoon... Melvin Gordon said he's coming back on Thursday. <laughs> well, he, okay, so here's kind of my philosophy going into that trade. I desperately needed a running back, and Eckler's been proving that he can, you know, score some points. He can 
get in the end zone. Even, I think, with Melvin Gordon there, I think he may see the end zone once. Uh, it may not be the production that he uh, has had in the, you know, the first few weeks, but I desperately needed something because my running back performance was just not looking good. Who's your running backs? Uh, right now it's McCaffrey, and I think I had Giovanni Bernard on my roster, and uh, maybe Chris Thompson. Hold on, let me. Gotta feel your pain right now. I mean, I had James White, who's not really doing anything in New England. Uh, Chris Thompson and Giovanni Bernard. Okay. I needed somebody, even if Eckler comes in and only maybe scores eight or nine, he's still going to be productive compared to what I had. Honestly, though, I didn't know the report about Melvin Gordon came out when I made the trade, but being a non-PPR, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Adam Thielen, you know, he's going to score. He's going to score some points I think but you know at the end of the day I think it was a pretty even well, trade Tyrell will probably get and Tyrell Williams is getting some action to yeah he's gotten over 10 so, yeah. so, so I mean I, 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 yeah I mean I'm with you on that it may have been a dumb move I didn't see the report but well right now even, short term you're winning that well even even with Melvin Gordon coming back I still think Eckler's going to see some action I don't think Gordon's going to you know carry the whole thing I think they're going to probably split a little bit. It might be kind of how when I had to have something see. now to see if I could get some kind of production going because it's, it's my running back situation was very slim. Well, so I got a pretty paltry uh, result from uh, Todd Gurley this week. I, I, mean, I had him in a in one of my other leagues. He was my first overall draft pick, and I'm just not. I'm, I'm so disappointed in it. Yeah, he got outscored by Frank Gore last week. Oh, yeah. I think he scored four points. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, it, it, it hurt me for sure. So, there's what else we have to talk Frank about? Frank Gore was a good pick about eight years ago. Yeah. I was really in that same situation in this league, too. My, my running back, with being Gurley, was not really scoring what I thought he was going to score going into the season. He only, he only got 43 yards this week. Yeah. And the only pass that was thrown And they was played. Missed. Who they was was it Cleveland? Who they play? They played somebody. Cleveland. It was Cleveland. I'm like they're playing Cleveland's defense. I figured he'd have some kind of production, but I mean I, I didn't have anybody. I think well, I, they obviously I had, keyed on him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but Frank Gore and you know, the Sean McCoy. Uh, I think I had a another one that I, I dropped. But oh, Le'Shawn. It's it hadn't been you know a very positive uh, first few weeks for my fantasy. It's it's kind of hurting right now, but. Hopefully I'll turn it around. We'll see. You know, you never know with fantasy. <laughs> it's, sometimes these people get lucky. I mean, I think I played Mike Evans last week, and the man scored almost 50 points. It's hard to beat that. So, Well, I think that probably covers the uh, sports <clears throat> topics for this week. But we were talking about uh, trailer park boys earlier today. And Rickyisms. Barry, do you have any Rickyisms that you uh, this is memorable? <laughs> How do you get burn stains out of Kahiki pants? Kahiki, classic <laughs> Rickyism. Um, here's another one. What comes around is all around. <laughs> I think you mean what's all around comes around, Ricky. Uh, let's see another one. 
I'm not a pessimist, but I am an optometrist. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the guy who has those videos going around pronouncing words like incorrectly on purpose. Let's see what the number one is on this list. This thing here is smarter than me, I guess, but it has a battery. <laughs> have it? I mean, if no one has ever seen Trailer Park Boys, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I think I'm gonna have to go watch it. It is on. It is on Netflix, yeah. and first season starts off a little slow, but it is once you get into it, like you get into the Rickyisms, Leahy, drunk bastard. Um, it is hilarious. I mean, you will sit there and watch that shit for a week straight. <laughs> breaker, breaker. This is uh, rocket ship number 47. Uh, some aliens fucked over the carbonator, so we're going to have to pull over a ju juniper. Hopefully they got some space weed. Is yeah, that it? Yeah, that was it. I think I'm going to have to watch that show. But, so, yes, Canadians and doing dumb shit, but it's hilarious, but... I think this is how we're going to wrap up this podcast. Um, this is on a Wednesday, so we can't go as hard as normal. But I feel like it might have. Anyways, so tomorrow's going to suck. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, rate five stars. Subscribe. And uh, comment and share this shit. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, interact. We, you know, Ideas. Things you all want to hear. I mean, you know, we're open. So let us know. All right. We'll see, see you, you next, next time. See you next time.